Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another injury recap episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host and injury analyst, Matthew Betts, a.k.a. The Fantasy PT. On Twitter, we are talking about Week 12 injuries, uh, doing the recap here for the week. Recording this on Monday evening at about 5 o'clock on the East Coast, so uh, if there are any injury news updates that come out after this, it will not be included on the podcast. We will talk about it this week uh, when Okada and I sit down for our usual weekly recording. And uh, this will not include Monday Night Football, so hopefully clean bill of health for all of those players as well. Uh, Obviously, it is a short week with Thanksgiving coming up. We've got three games on Thursday, so just a quick programming note. Okada and I are planning to do uh, a live stream on Wednesday afternoon where we will break down all of these games as well as the 1 o'clock games for Thursday. So look for us on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod. We will make that announcement uh, for an official timeline of when that will happen when that will take place. But we want to get you as much information as we can in advance of Thursday's kickoff. So look for that uh, to drop on social media. We will let you know uh, how to find it, where to find it, what time, all that good stuff. Probably will be at about 4.30-ish or 5 o'clock East Coast time on Wednesday. All right, everybody, let's get into the Week 12 injury recap. We're going to start at the top with quarterbacks. Let's start with my guy, Carson Wentz, who, man, he looked rough. This past week, but this is solely based off injury. We'll, we'll talk about that. His performance was terrible, and there may have been a reason for part of his performance being terrible, and it is that he suffered a right hand injury uh, midway through the game on that fumble by the exchange with he and Miles Sanders. You could see Wentz basically try to tackle the defensive lineman. His hand kind of got stuck in the jersey, can cause the fingers to bend awkwardly and basically sprain the ligaments that uh, that cannot connect your uh, bones together in your hand. And essentially, you know, this is a, a pretty minor thing, but it is relevant that it's his right hand. I mean, that's obviously super important for grip strength when you're throwing a football. The team is coming out and calling it a bruise. I would say it's it's more of a, a sprain, if you will. But the good news is, you know, he finished the game. It seemed really minor. Uh, so there's not really anything to worry about here as far as his performance. I wouldn't be shocked to see him on the practice report early in the week with a right hand injury, but I think he'll get a full uh, practicing later in the week, and he should be good to go this week against the Dolphins in a much-needed win, uh, must-win game, I should say, for the Eagles there in Miami. The other quarterback we'll talk about is Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he's also dealing with a wrist injury. Uh, actually, he wasn't able to finish the game. Uh, we had Case Keenum come in for one snap just to take the, the victory formation snap there and take a knee. Nothing of concern here for Dwayne Haskins. Again, very minor sprain of the wrist. Uh, he was seen afterwards with a wrap on the wrist, but it doesn't look like anything serious is going on. X-rays are negative, which is good for ruling out any bone injury or fracture, but uh, we'll see how this injury progresses as the week goes on. Again, it seems minor. I don't think he misses time. We will monitor practice reports. One player that is really relevant to talk about early in the week is Julio Jones, man. Um, You can say what you want about how he performed on Sunday or how the entire offense looked, but he is not healthy. He is not 100%, and Uh, It's not just his most recent injury, it's also the fact that he got banged up last week with a foot injury and was on the injury report this past week coming into the games because of his foot. 
So, you know, if you combine that with the fact that now he's got this shoulder injury, which looked like an AC joint sprain, you know, the top of the clavicle there with the shoulder blade, that connection on the outside of the, the shoulder, um, exited for a period of time, came back in after getting an injection on the sideline. So this is a situation where, you know, if you would have told me he plays on Sunday this week, I'd say he's probably good to go. But this is really something to monitor for sure because of the fact that they're playing on a short week on Thursday Night Football. Now, I don't think this is a serious long-term injury for Julio, but you're talking about a game just four days after the injury. For sure, over the next two to three days, he's going to be in a lot of pain, a lot of soreness. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another injection into that joint before kickoff on Thursday night to get him back out there. But regardless, you've got the foot injury, you've got the shoulder injury. Julio is not himself right now, and you can see his, his struggles on the field could be a result of that. So let's see what happens here. Okada and I will talk about it on Wednesday when we preview that game. But it's worth noting, you know, these teams that play on Thursday, they are not uh, actually practicing, but they release a practice report as if they were to hold practice. They listed Julio as a DNP, did not practice. We will see what happens as the week goes on. DJ Moore, man, what a game on Sunday against the Saints. It looked really, really solid, but it was a, a scary situation. It looked like he could have hyperextended his left elbow Exited for a few plays and came right back in. Um, more of a, a sprain of the joint, I'll say, rather than actual you know, true injury, quote-unquote. He did come back in to finish the game. So by all accounts, this is good news for Moore. He should be okay. Again, just putting this on everyone's radar because he will probably show up on the injury report for his left elbow, but he is not in danger of missing any time. One player who could miss time, though, is Hunter Renfro, who has come onto the scene here in his rookie season and has looked pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, he is dealing with a rib injury and now a punctured lung after their loss on Sunday to the Jets. So it looks like he is really, really iffy for at least one week. And typically when you talk about a, a punctured lung situation, you know, you're looking at at least two weeks absence here. So I would say for uh, week 13 here moving forward, Hunter Renfro probably out, potentially could return in week 14, but if not, probably back by week 15. Golden Tate. Uh, news broke on Monday that he is now in the concussion protocol uh, after taking a hit on Sunday late in the game. It was on his touchdown reception, actually, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, so he is now in the protocol. We know how this goes. It's a nonlinear process. We have to see what happens here as the days go by. Uh, we'll need to kind of wait and see, like, what does he do in practice? Uh, what does the next day look like for him? Because, you know, as we've said all along, it's not just because he got out there on Monday that he gets back out there and he plays uh, on the next week. We need to see what happens each single day that goes by because of the fact that, you know, with, with concussion, it's nonlinear. You get these guys back out there, you accelerate their heart rate, you get them up and doing more activity, and you just see how they respond. And so we'll monitor practice reports, look for an update on Wednesday from myself and Okada when we sit down for that live stream. Next uh, wide receiver here, not on anyone's radar for fantasy relevance, but Robert Foster uh, pulled up lame on Sunday with a right hamstring strain, accelerated on the sideline, and immediately grabbed for his hamstring. So they play on Thursday against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Uh, he definitely will not be playing in that game. Could be looking at a multi-week absence here. Again, he's not really on anyone's fantasy radar, but it could open up some more targets uh, for the likes of John Brown, for the likes of Cole Beasley, etc. So no Robert Foster for Week 13. Last player here on my list, and then we will get into some listener questions, is Eric Ebron, who, you know, he played last Thursday, and he entered the game with ankle injuries, and he's been dealing with those for several uh, weeks now, he came out on Twitter today and posted a statement saying, you know, the, the pain has just gotten too much. 
he can't deal with it. He thought he could put off surgery till the end of the season, but it doesn't look like that is the case. So uh, Eric Ebron is going to undergo a scope on both of his ankles. Now, exactly what's going on here from an anatomy standpoint, I don't know specifically. My guess is it's something inside the joint there of the ankle. So he will probably undergo an arthroscopic procedure on both sides there and begin rehab as of now seems to be relatively minor the fact that he was going to try to play through it tells us you know it's it's not really like a a situation where you're looking at an acl tear and you're wondering if he'll be ready for the start of next season that is not a concern he will definitely be ready for 2020 all right everyone let's get into some listener questions let's talk about the mail can we talk about the mail please mac i'm dying to talk about the mail for you all this question comes in from cortez 0818 on twitter uh, he wants to know about Damian Williams and what is, what is the update in regards to his injury. We saw him leave last week on Monday Night Football with a rib injury. You could see him grab for the, the front of his left side of his ribs um, and exited the game, did not return. This looks like a rib cartilage injury to me based off what happened here for Damian Williams. But we did not have any updates as of, again, as of 5 o'clock on Monday evening for Dam- Damian Williams. We'll see what happens because the team was on bye last week. We don't get a lot of injury updates, but the team will release a practice report probably later today and definitely on Tuesday in regards to what they're doing in practice. And for Williams, this is basically a pain tolerance issue. We saw Emmanuel Sanders play with this a couple of weeks. We saw uh, Julian Edelman early in the the year play with this, but I will say it's different for running back because uh, these guys are taking way more hits. There's way more contact uh, on every single play. And so uh, the risk of re-injury for these rib cartilage injuries with running backs is higher than that of a wide receiver. So we'll see what happens here. I don't think he's rolled out yet for this week. We'll, we'll see how he progresses, but certainly he's not a lock to play uh, in week 13. One other question we had come in from Social Introvert. He says, what offensive lines were hit hardest by injury this weekend? This is a great question, man, because typically we talk about, you know, just fantasy relevant players, but this is big time and we'll talk about it with the Saints. I think their offensive line is probably the most banged up right now, especially for fantasy relevance. You look at their two biggest injuries. We've got Andres Pete, who's dealing with a broken bone in his arm, and Teron Armstead just suffered a high ankle sprain this past week. Both these players are not going to play on Thursday. They play on Thursday night against the Falcons. And what that means for us, you know, for fantasy, is we have to look at the left side of the line. This is the left starting tackle and left guard. Both the guys protecting Drew Brees' blindside are out for this game. So, uh, that could be a situation where maybe we see Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray run the ball more to the right side of the line. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, definitely a downgrade for the offense. These guys are awesome, especially Tron Armstead, man. He's he's killing it. He's crushing it. He's a, a top-tier lineman in this league. So we will see how the offense does on a short week with two backup starting linemen on the left side of the line. Something to watch on Thursday Night Football. All right, everybody, just want to get into a couple quick updates, and then we'll close out the show. We have got to talk about David Njoku. He is likely going to return this week, coming back from injured reserve. Remember, he had a wrist injury, which required surgery earlier uh, this season. He is probably going to return. And honestly, for me, you know, there's some times where I say guys need to take a few weeks, get acclimated, get back into the offense, get back into game shape, what have you. For David Njoku, I think he's going to be fine. I have zero concerns about that. So if you're tight end needy, the, the schedule for the Browns looks really solid for uh you know the team moving forward he'd be a sneaky pickup this week on waivers especially if you lost uh eric ebron last update then tyreek hill we will talk about him minor hamstring strain from two weeks ago but you know the optimal return to play timeline for a hamstring strain even if it's mild is like uh two to three weeks so it's not like he's guaranteed to be back 
he's not guaranteed to be himself at 100%. So something to monitor. I do think he plays this week, but let's look at the practice reports. We'll see what happens here as the week goes on. By all accounts, he was pushing to come back in uh, during that game on Monday at football in week 11, and it was smart of the training staff to hold him out because obviously they didn't need him. They still got the win, and that would have put him at a significant increase for a re-injury uh, in the future. So good news for Hill there. We will see how he progresses this week in practice. All right, everybody, that does it for the show. As a reminder, we will be back on Wednesday for the live stream. Look for the announcement on Twitter. Uh, and reminder, go ahead and find us on Twitter at RetrotsFFPod. I am at the Fantasy PT. Okada is at Matt Okada. And be sure to check us out online, RetrotsFantasyFootball.com. All right, everyone, until next time, we are the Redshirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.